Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. It is me, Elizabeth Benton, and I am really excited about today's podcast. Some topics just get me more fired up and you might be thinking, oh, that must mean it's science because Elizabeth loves to geek out. Actually, this one's not. This one um, is a little bit more practical. And the reason for that is, well, it's just kind of that time of year. It is May. It is around mid-May when this episode airs, which means that a lot of people, myself included, are either coming off of travel or have travel coming up. And I know that that can create a legit amount of anxiety, whether it's fear of losing control, fear of rebound weight gain, of falling off the wagon, totally understand that. And to be perfectly honest, I used to loathe travel. I would avoid travel because I always made terrible food choices on vacation. I acted like I had never seen food before and I ate as if I would never see it again. And the only reason that changed for me is because I decided to do things differently. I decided to make a change. I decided that I hated the way I was acting when I was traveling. I hated the way it made me feel. I hated feeling like I didn't have control and acting like I didn't have control. But I will say that these changes did not happen immediately. It was not just an about face 180 degree change. It wasn't. I started looking for small improvements, and I'm still looking for small improvements every single day, but especially when I am traveling. And in today's episode, I want to share with you some of the most helpful strategies that I have employed to capture small improvements when I'm traveling, because between family obligations, I was in New England two weeks ago, three weeks ago for a wedding shower, then I was on a cruise for a week, then I'm traveling again, then I gotta be back home for the wedding that was from the shower of a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm gonna be taking a vacation, first one in over a couple of years. Um, so there's there's lots of travel coming up and I'm always using it as an opportunity to grow, to improve, to feel better when I travel. It's not about restricting myself when I travel. It is about finding the series of choices, the series of behaviors, the series of strategies that makes me feel my best and enjoy my trip the most. Because I'll be honest, I did not enjoy traveling when I was eating like I was, you know, starving and never going to see food again. I did not enjoy travel when I hated my body and felt uncomfortable in my skin and didn't have any outfits that I felt comfortable in, right? I, I avoided travel completely. I really did. I never thought that I would get to this point where traveling doesn't bring me anxiety, right? I just spent a full week on a cruise ship 
and I didn't indulge. To me, that's a bigger deal than like a legitimate Elvis sighting. Seriously. I mean, that is representative of a major, major, major behavior change for me that I really did not think was possible for the majority of my life. I did not think that was possible. And I'll talk about this at the end of today's episode, but let me preface all of this by saying it doesn't mean it was easy. Doesn't mean it was easy this last time. Doesn't mean it's easy every single time I worked for it. And I strategized each day and I set my intentions every single night and every single morning. I was very mindful as I went. So I'm not suggesting that this is effortless, but I will say that it is possible. And on top of being possible, it feels amazing. It doesn't feel like a punishment. It feels amazing. It really does. So I want to go through some of the strategies that I use in general. And these are strategies that I use that I used last week when I was on the cruise ship. They're strategies that I use if I'm going home for a wedding, if I'm going on vacation someplace else, if I'm just out of town, right? First is I create structure, okay? Maybe I'm alone in this, but in the past when I would travel, whether I was in a hotel or on a cruise ship or in somebody else's house, I just went with the flow. Nothing was the same as my normal routine, right? And since certain elements had changed, my location, maybe the food available to me, I decided that everything was out of control, right? And I would just screw my entire structure, my entire routine, just throw caution to the wind altogether. I would wake up later than normal. I would lounge around. I would skip my workouts altogether. I would eat whatever everybody else was eating, drink what everybody else was drinking. And now... I look at a situation when I'm out of my normal element and I say, okay, what elements of my normal routine can I maintain here? What structure can I create here? Where can I hang on to some some normalcy, some sense of control? Little things that make me feel like I am in fact in control and that caution has not been thrown to the wind. And it seems small, and sometimes it is, but it makes me feel empowered and productive to look for ways to create structure. And one of the ways that I do that on any trip is I get up at my normal time, right? Everybody else is sleeping and I think that's wonderful, but I get up and begin my day taking care of myself, being productive, getting some work done, getting in a workout. I used to just kind of lounge around and wake up when everybody else did, and I didn't make that time, intentionally carve out the time to take care of myself, to feel productive, to feel a sense of control of the day, and like I've won already before anybody else even gets up. I would just sort of roll into the day when everybody else did, and before I was awake, before I felt any sense of control, before I felt any sense of ownership, somebody would say, you want a bagel? And I'd be like, yeah, sure, absolutely. I wasn't creating that margin, creating that space, and giving myself small wins in the morning, getting up and feeling productive, taking a shower, getting a project done, getting in a quick workout, even if it's in my room. Now, when I create this structure and I say, no matter where I am, I am going to maintain my morning routine, not as a punishment, not even as a discipline, but because it makes me feel great. It makes me feel focused. It makes me feel like I've won the day early on. I'm a few hours into my day when everybody else gets up, 
right? If I'm traveling alone, which I usually am, this period of productivity in the morning really makes me feel confident and empowered. And that sense of confidence and empowerment is reflected in my choices for the rest of the day. And it's totally okay if you're not a morning person, right? Maybe your structure has nothing to do with your morning routine. Maybe it's that you take a walk every single day, no matter where you are, whether it's for 10 minutes or an hour, that is an element of structure that you maintain because it's important to you. Maybe your element of structure is related to having a fat loss friendly breakfast, no matter what the rest of the day brings. Or maybe no matter where you are, whether you're home or you're in a hotel or you're on a boat or you're on the moon, you track, you journal, you write down what you eat and how it makes you feel, or maybe it's your affirmations. But the reality is that there is a lot we can control, but we have to claim that control. We have to really make a point of creating structure, looking at the days, looking at the week and saying, what structure can I create? Is it a workout? Is it the wake up time? Is it meditation? Whatever it is, identify and implement some degree of structure in your days that is unshakable. The second thing, and this might be the most significant change for me, in fact, I'm sure that it's the most significant change for me, and that is learning to reframe indulgences, learning to reframe indulgences and what that means. I talked about this in an email a couple of weeks ago based on my experience with that family wedding shower, but I will tell you this, whoo, did this one, reframing indulgences come in handy on the cruise ship. This was one I got to practice every single day, multiple times a day. I'll tell you what I mean. See, I used to look at vacation treats and be like, oh, I'm on vacation, it's special. I'll start, quote unquote, when I get home, right? I'll be better when I get home. I'm gonna be really strict, but for right now, I'm on vacation. I use the I'll start on enter future date here to make me feel better about, quite frankly, being gluttonous, right? Even though, if I thought about it really hard, I could tell you that the I'll start whenever is a lie because it never really happened that way, right? There's always a reason to, to not start on Monday because it's somebody's birthday at the office, right? Or I would just throw in the towel on Tuesday. But when I was home at the wedding shower a few weeks ago, I shared this in the email. One of my jobs was unpacking a bazillion mini donuts from a gourmet bakery in Boston. And I shared with my Fat Loss Fast Track clients that I didn't have any of these beautiful little gourmet donuts. And one of my clients emailed and said, I think that's really awesome, but don't you feel like you're missing out? Like it's a special occasion and a special treat and you're just really missing out on something special if you say no. And I shared with her that I am very, very aware of what life is like, what my body is like, when I'm trying to not miss out on treats, when I'm afraid of missing out on the mini donuts or the special ice cream or whatever, I know what life was like. I'll tell you what life was like. I was almost 350 pounds and I was miserable. So at that point in my life, I wasn't missing out on the donuts. I wasn't missing out on the pizza. I wasn't missing out on the wine or the ice cream or the birthday cake of every person in my department. And you know what? When I wasn't missing out on those treats, when I was saying yes to them every time because, hey, it's a birthday. Hey, it's a gourmet donut. Hey, it's a special whatever. Hey, it's a Thursday night and I'm sad. Life sucked. Seriously. Yeah, I wasn't missing out on those treats, but I was missing out on being happy. I was missing out on my life. I was missing out on a good attitude. I was missing out on confidence. So now I look at food indulgences differently. 
what can I enjoy thoroughly that I'm going to feel great about while I eat it and after? So indulgences are no longer like, ooh, the mini donuts. To me, I have reframed indulgences to mean something that I am going to enjoy the heck out of, something that's going to feel really special that I'm going to enjoy while I eat it and after. Meaning, there are no feelings of negativity, no feelings of guilt, no feelings of remorse, no feelings of, oh, I feel like I'm stuffed in sausage casing. None of that, because that's not pleasant. For me, an indulgence has to be a totally pleasant experience all the way around. And if it's not a totally pleasant experience before, during, and after, then it's not an indulgence. It's just not. So when I was on the cruise ship, the things that fit the bill of my reframed definition of indulgences were things like octopus carpaccio with caviar. That is so special and so different and so thoroughly enjoyable. I loved thinking about it. I loved looking at it. I loved eating it. And afterwards, I was really proud of myself because it was fat loss friendly. It was super satisfying. It was delicious. And it didn't make me feel like a fatted calf, right? So octopus carpaccio was one. Filet mignon was another. Sashimi was another. Tableside guacamole, snapper ceviche, all special, all decadent, all things that I don't have every single day, but also things that still have me feeling amazing afterwards. All things that are still aligned with my goals that I can eat and enjoy and have no negative consequences afterwards. Because if there are negative consequences afterwards in the way I physically feel or the way I emotionally feel, guess what? That is not an indulgence. That is a punishment. And I don't punish myself, right? An indulgence isn't something that makes me feel blah or frustrated or disappointed. An indulgence is something that makes me feel amazing. Do I love ice cream? Uh, I sure do, right? But we have to create a more complete, well-rounded perspective instead of just getting tunnel vision and thinking ice cream is good and no ice cream is bad. It's not a total perspective unless you ask yourself, well, how am I going to feel an hour afterwards? How am I going to feel when I'm laying in bed tonight thinking about that choice? Fear of missing out is a lie that you tell yourself to make yourself feel better about the treat if you are not looking at all sides of the equation. It is okay to redefine what indulging really means. It is okay to decide that you would rather feel amazing, be amazing, look amazing, have amazing health than have seven seconds of something pleasurable in your mouth that you regret an hour later. The third strategy that I'm always using when I'm traveling is to think about volume, the volume of the food that we eat. And we tend to ignore the signals our body is sending when we're on vacation or we're out of our normal routine and we stuff ourselves silly. We go to a restaurant and because the portions are huge, we eat it all because it's there, because the first bite was good, because we paid for it, whatever. But the reality is, first and foremost, we probably just don't need that much food. Right? And second, and another powerful paradigm shift, is that food doesn't taste better with the more you eat. It doesn't. In fact, we tend to sort of mentally check out after the first few bites into conversation, into thought, into whatever, right? What if you paid attention to every single bite and when it no longer thrills you or it no longer blows your mind or it's no longer amazing, you stop. 
And that might mean leaving something yummy unfinished. And that's okay. I got sashimi a few nights on the cruise, and it was a lot of raw fish. It was delicious. It was healthy. I paid for it. But I also satisfied my hunger about halfway through, and about halfway through, it just wasn't as like, oh my god, this is so special and amazing, as it was in the beginning. It was good. It was tasty. But I wasn't that hungry anymore, and it wasn't thrilling me, so I stopped. And the same thing happened with the snapper ceviche. The first bite was interesting and delicious and new, and I tasted all the flavors. And then after a few bites, I was like, I'm kind of... I'm kind of over this. Like, it's good, and I could finish it because it's here, but it doesn't taste better the more I eat of it. In fact, the opposite is true. I tend to decrease in the joy and appreciation and the enjoyment when I overeat because then instead of thinking of how good it was, I'm thinking about how gross I feel, and that's not good. I want you to be mindful. I want you to pay attention when you eat. Check yourself. Are you still loving it, or are you still paying attention? Is it still amazing? If not, let it go. The fourth strategy that I use all the time is don't mentally check out. A lot of us go into vacation, rightfully so, thinking, I just need to relax. I need to unwind, right? And then without thinking, they take that approach of like, I need to turn my brain off. They turn that into having no restraint with food. And that's, again, one of the stories we tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better about overdoing it. But is it true? Think about it. For most of us, if we overeat, if we overindulge, doesn't that actually create more stress than the joy and the excitement and the pride we create when we're making good food choices? How do you feel at the end of the day when you've eaten all the treats and drank too much? I mean, if you're like me, you kind of feel awful. You're already thinking about what you're going to need to do to make up for it when you get home, right? And the fact that maybe your pants will never fit again. There's nothing restorative about that. There's nothing relaxing about that. So check yourself on the lies you tell. We tell them because they work. We tell them because they're effective. We tell them because they allow us to talk ourselves into what we want in the moment, but it doesn't make it true, right? Is what you want in the moment what you really want? Or is it only what you want because you're not thinking, because you aren't paying attention? And that's why I love journaling. Every day on the cruise, I would write down, how do I want to feel at the end of the day today? What can I do to make myself feel that way? What kind of choices will keep me from feeling that way? And how can I make sure that I avoid those choices today? The last thing I want to talk about related to strategy and traveling is don't make excuses. Totally embarrassing story here. On the first day on the cruise ship, I had one of my, truly, one of my most embarrassing moments in a gym. And I have had embarrassing moments in a gym. Um, But it was this really, really big gym. And I was determined to get my workouts in. And I had told my trainer, Nathan, you know, here's the equipment that they have. And he emailed me my workouts to get done on the boat. And um, the first full day on the boat was a Monday. And I was doing back squats on the Smith machine. I never use Smith machines. It's basically like you don't have full control over the bar. It's on rails. And so you don't have total control of your range of motion or of the bar. And you have to like clip the bar in and out of place. Anyway, long story short here. um, I never use a Smith machine. I don't like them at all for a bazillion reasons, but it was the only way to do any barbell work in this particular gym. So it certainly wasn't my heaviest back squat, but I was doing sets of five under about 175, 180 pounds, something like that. 
And on the last rep of the last set, so I was tired because, you know, for reps, it was a, it was a, it was a heavy-ish weight for me. Um, and I thought I clipped the bar back into place, and I didn't. And the bar fell while I was still holding on to it. And I went down, pulled down by the weight really, really fast, ended up on my knees in a full back bend, head on the floor, back on the floor, knees bent under me, embarrassed. Everybody comes running over. I've never had the attention of a room full of men so fast in my entire life. I think they all thought like I lost my life under the weight. Um, but, but I was fine, except for the fact that I did really hurt my back. And it really, first of all, I was embarrassed. And of course I left the gym, um, but I was embarrassed and I was really hurt. And it would have been easy in that moment to get into a funk of like, gosh, day one and I've already hurt my back. And I will say on a scale of one to 10, the pain in my back was like a seven or an eight. Um, and it would have been easy to blow off a week's worth of workouts, which would have, for me, working out really improves my mood. And if my mood isn't up, it's easier to talk myself into crappy food choices. So that could have been one of those excuse moments. The circumstance is real. I did get hurt. I did get pulled down really, really fast, underweight, and like hyperextend my back very, very severely. And I could have said, there go the workouts and then just been really pissed off and sat in my room huffing and puffing and eating crap. But instead I said, you know what? I'm going to let Nathan know that I hurt my back and we're going to adjust my workouts accordingly. And I'm still going to work out every single day and I'm going to choose things that are not going to make my back pain worse. But I know that for my mindset, working out every single day is really, really important. And being on a boat without PT or anything like that, if I don't work out, it's really gonna get stiff and tight, and it's probably gonna get even worse. So I worked out every single day. That really lifted my mood. It made me feel productive. It made me feel confident. It reminded me of my goals and my why. And there's no doubt that that impacted my food choices. So we can create excuses from anywhere. The excuse could have been that I was on a cruise ship and there was all this food and, oh, it was a special week and special treats. No, there are no excuses. I am fully in control of what I put in my mouth. Getting injured on day one could have been an excuse. Well, sorry, Nate, I can't work out. I hurt myself. I need to kind of lay low. And I could have just been a lump on a log for the entire week. But no, there are no excuses. Yep, I hurt my back, but I'm not dead. My legs still work. My arms still works. My core still works. I will work out every single day while I'm on this freaking boat, right? So the reality is don't make excuses. There's always a way. You might not be able to take the exact path you wanted to take, but there is something you can do, and you must stay focused on that something you can do. No matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter what people are doing around you, you have control over your choices. So you can either take advantage of the excuses, or you can say, I don't make excuses. I take action. I don't make excuses. I make progress. The reality is, it doesn't have to be easy. And just because it's not easy isn't a reason not to do it. Oh, this is hard, so I can't. No. Oh, this is hard, so how am I going to be more strategic? How am I going to be more prepared? It wasn't easy to make great food choices on a cruise ship, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. It just means I need to have a little bit more attention and focus related to my strategy. It wasn't easy to work out every single day with a fairly significantly injured back, but that doesn't mean I can't do it. 
it. It just need, means I need to be a little bit more strategic. I don't make excuses. I make progress, right? We can turn to food because it's easy. We can turn to food because it's our programmed pattern of behavior. We can turn to food because we're having a moment of who cares. But you care. You are listening to this now because you care. I care. I don't want to be the person I was who said, oh, whatever, I don't care. I'll deal with this tomorrow. I do care. And I will fight for myself and I will fight for my health and I will fight for my goals, whether it's easy or not, because when I tell myself, whatever, I don't care, that's not true. I am a person who cares. I am a person who fights. And the fact that you are here right now listening tells me that you are too. Making great choices when you're away, when you're traveling, when you're on vacation. It's not a punishment. It's not a restriction. It is a freaking gift because there is no better feeling to enjoy your time away by yourself or with your family or with your friends and take impeccable care of yourself and come back feeling confident, stronger, fitter, happier, healthier. That is a gift that every single one of us deserves. Every single one of us. So I will wrap up with what I ate yesterday. Uh, yesterday I did my normal um, fast through the morning with coffee. I had several cups of coffee before my workout. After my workout, I was really craving Greek yogurt. I, I don't eat it too, too often, but I was hot and not feeling like cooking after my workout. So had some Greek yogurt, added a little bit of stevia to it and a little bit of raw cacao powder. And then I sort of did a late lunch and an early dinner just sort of doubled up on one meal. I made sort of like do-it-yourself lettuce wraps. I had a piece of sizzlefish salmon. Sizzlefish is a North Carolina-based company. They do wild-caught fish, and they ship it directly to your door frozen, but in individual fillets that are vacuum-sealed, which I love because I don't do fish leftovers, so I hate getting a big fillet and then being like, what do I do with the leftovers because I don't like reheating fish. So I had a single piece of salmon with some butter lettuce, tomato, avocado, and bacon, and I just did little lettuce wraps with that times two. Um, so that was absolutely amazing. If you want to check out Sizzlefish, head over to primalpotential.com. At the bottom of the website on every single page, there is a link to Sizzlefish. If you follow that link and use the coupon code Primal10, you have to follow that link and use the coupon code, you can get 10% off, and I love their stuff. Um, it's super easy because you just pop it in the freezer and eat it whenever. You don't have to worry about it going bad. There's nothing more frustrating than buying fish and then having it spoil or buying anything and having it spoil, really. That's really annoying. Um, I really love their Paleo Prime Pack, which I think is salmon and cod and maybe, maybe it's two different kinds of salmon uh, and then cod and something else. But that, that one's one of my favorites for sure. So you can check them out and they are super generous in giving folks 10% off if you follow that link and use the coupon code PRIMAL10. But either way, that is what I ate yesterday. If you have travel coming up, be safe, have fun, and realize that fun doesn't have to mean eating whatever because I would argue that more often than not it might be fun in the moment and it's really not fun after the fact. So choose foods that make you feel amazing before, during, 
and after. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.